For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings shall we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 141 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Hals Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. We're sitting with a special guest tonight. You Indeed guys we know, are. He's been on a few times. Your friendly neighborhood space barbarian. Hey, buddies. Hey, buddy. Good to be back. Good to have you here. <laughs> First time since The Last Jedi? First time since the last time. Hmm. Yeah, I think it was the last time. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, that makes sense since the last time. Hmm. With all the PUBG playing together, sometimes it it, it doesn't right. seem like it's been that far that long ago. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, um, got a little Star Wars news to talk about. Got some emails and voice messages to cover. That's what we do on this fucking podcast. You guys should. That's know. what you're here for. <laughs> oh, unless this is your first episode, I guess. And if you didn't case, know, you know, then welcome. How, how's it going? How the hell are you? Glad you're here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before. Great to have you. Let's just do the business. <laughs> Fuck it. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. You can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram. On Twitter and now on Twitch. Yeah. Blue Harvest Pod. In fact, tomorrow, Saturday the 24th, I will be streaming for a little while during the afternoon. Keep an eye on uh, social media accounts for when that goes live. Come hang out. Did it a little bit last Saturday. A couple people came and hung out. It's pretty fun. So uh, come on by and hang out tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to pester you too until we get a, a PUBG Twitch stream going with all of us. Because I, I want to be uh, I want to be in on it. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I don't think that'll be that hard. Most most of our bullshit while we're playing is pretty funny, typically. Anyway, so Man, it's not off, honestly not that much different than what we're doing <laughs> <Exactly>. right now. Exactly. <laughs> um, we have a T Public account store thing where you can buy shirts and underpants, uh, shower curtains. I don't know what all the <laughs> hell they got. They got a bunch of stuff you can get our artwork Lufus. on tpublic.com slash user slash Blue Harvest Podcast. And we are part of the best damn-ass podcast network in the galaxy, the Making Star Wars Podcast Network, along with such amazing shows as 
Now This Is Podcasting, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, The Sith List, Cantina Cast, Idiots Array, First Order tar- Transmissions, and Tarkin's Top Shelf. Nailed it. All right. <laughs> so how you guys been? How you been this week, Will? Superb. Excited about our trip, buddy? I'm Yeah, just excited about Cali. Two months from today, going, in fact. Going back, back to Cali, Cali. Yes, sir. Um, for the first time. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm good, buddy. Hmm. Haven't, been, haven't been too bad of a week. Oh, I've had a bad one. Um, just work shit, though. Yeah. Uh, I'll ask you both. Have either of you listened to the new Sword album that came out today? I have not I listened have to not. it yet. Uh, I don't know what to think yet. Yeah, I see the look on your face. Each one of their albums is typically a little bit different. Yeah, but my favorite type of music from the sword is like their heavier stuff. And the, there's the first album will forever be my favorite. Apparently, Warp Riders is my favorite. Yeah, I like Warp Riders too, but Age of Winners, I, so good. I don't think anything's going to top that for me. <laughs> but like their last album, I wasn't super stoked on. Had a couple of songs I liked on it. And I was like, oh, that's their one album like that. They wanted to get that out of their system. There was a couple songs on that that I, that I did enjoy. A couple and of the songs one, were a little bluesy feeling. Yeah, this I one like goes even further that way, though. I wouldn't say there's a single heavy song on this album. See, that's a bummer. Like, yeah. their heavy parts <laughs> still need to be there. Um, I remember that first. I remember seeing them live at Workplay, I think. Yeah. Well, before yep. that, we saw them at Bottle Tree, and it was right after Age of Winners came out. And with that the w- torch, yes, with I torch. think that was with torch. And yeah, that I was know. such a good show. Oh, okay, so I have this funny ass story about that. I have right? one too, but I don't know if I can tell it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit mine a little bit. So <laughs> we, this was, I think, even before Will moved here. This was early on in the me moving to Birmingham because it didn't take. It was only a handful of months after I moved to Birmingham that Will moved here, and Josh was working that night. And I barely knew all you dudes at this point. And I was like, I'm going to go to the bottle tree. I'm going to go see Torch and the Sword. I can't miss that show. So I go, and you guys are so cool hanging out with me and stuff. And then someone has the uh, idea, let's go sit in the car and hang out. How you say, before the show. Okay. So we hung out for a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. And then we get out. And we're going up to the bottle tree, and you guys hit the fucking afterburner button <laughs> in PUBG, running towards the fuck, and I'm left by myself. What? Out in the parking lot, that. right? And you know Metal Josh, right? Yeah. I'm rolling up to the door, huffing it, trying because you remember the parking lot at uh, Oh yeah, it sucked. Sucked. It sucked. Gravel like real hard, and I get up to the door, and fucking Metal Josh runs up behind me. And grabs me. I don't see him coming. I scream <laughs> real loud like a lady. And he goes, those motherfuckers just left your handicapped ass behind. They totally blew past you. I saw that shit. That is Kirsch 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and like. Damn, so, now I feel like a dick. Nah. I, hanging out can lead to forgetting things sometimes. Yeah, that's you know? true. My, my funny story is before we came in. I hung out in the car deeper than I ever should have before I went into public. Yeah. Yeah, I know how that goes. Yeah. Anyway. 
<laughs> it was a fun show though. That was yeah, and that then was really really fun. Will and I went to see them at work play. That was right after Warp Riders. They were remember they were. Supposed I'm trying to, to remember if I went to work play or not. They were supposed to pl- play here. Do you remember this story, Will? They were supposed to play here right when that album came out, and they had to cancel because their drummer quit the band, and then they rescheduled for a couple of months later. I don't remember that, but... Yeah, and we went to work play. That was a good show. I think I've seen them. I saw them another time at Bottle Tree where I was right up front. It was one of those times where the, a drunk dude sees me in my chair and is like, you got to go up front. Might have even been Metal Curse, Josh. Yeah. could have been, uh. right? <laughs> so I was right up front for that. Their mics weren't working at first. Like the whole first song, you couldn't hear the vocals because there was some sort of technical difficulty. And then I saw them at Saturn more recently after their last album. I saw them at Iron City, I think, too. I think they played at Iron City. I didn't see that one. I've only been to one show at Iron City. Ritz. Oh, that was awesome. I didn't go to that, but I would have loved to have gone to that. You know what sucks? The sword is coming. Coming April 18th here, right? Oh, that's the night before my birthday. They're playing at Zydeco. Fuck that. That's the one place. Like, I love Torch. I go see them most every time they come. But when they play at Zydeco, that's the ones I may skip. I just do not like Zydeco for watching bands. You, me neither. You know what sucks most about Zydeco? No handicapped access. No, none. And none. so, like... I'm not a prideful guy, but I hate going to Zydeco because yeah. every time they're like, hold on, they make me go around the back and then they get like their two biggest bouncer dudes to come and carry my ass up those stairs. That shit's uncomfortable, Actually, man. now, I believe in the back, they have a handicap ramp. Really? I believe they have a wooden ramp that goes around and that's a lot of the bands use that too to load in equipment. Instead of having to walk up Let's the steps. Let's go see the sword before your birthday, even though it's at Zydeco. As long as it's... Yeah, I'll take off. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I'll take off so I know I'm in town. I'm good with it. All right, sorry. Sorry, guys. Sword Talk 2018. I just got that album at midnight last night, and it's been stuck in my craw. Well, and if you guys have never listened to the bands that we're talking about, you should go check them out. It's good stuff. It's the stuff most of our buddies are into, the shit we really if, get I mean, into. If you like Stone Cobra... Why not like the? I mean, right. There's some similarities there, I think. Right. And Torch <laughs> for sure. If y'all have never mm-hmm. listened to Torch, Torch is some good business. Yes, the best business. All right, they're going back on tour, but I don't think they're coming here. Last time I saw them was at Zydeco. Had dudes yeah. carry me up the backseat. I hate I it, think man. It's so embarrassing. Out of their last like four shows, two of them have been at Zydeco here. Mm-hmm. Last time I saw them was at Saturn, and it was their first show to play at Saturn. Right on. So, <laughs> you guys want to talk some Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. All right. Um, big news, big news. What happened? Too much hanging out before the podcast. Uh, oh, those cars, man. Those carbon cars. monoxide poisoning. Yep. Uh, okay. Ryan Johnson announced this week that he has started early work on his next Star Wars movie. Nice. He's I in the early that. process, um, which is exciting to hear, you know, now that uh, 
I would imagine now the Last Jedi is pretty much out of his system as far as promotion and stuff. Were they coming out? Yeah, already on digital and then being out next week on um, The Force Awakens is going to be on TBS. I was like, what? Started yeah. the late. Whoa! That was I didn't realize that. That'll be weird. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy that, that to think that the first movie of the sequel trilogy has already Made been in theaters. TV been released on video, had its premium channel. I think it was on Stars and stuff. I think that's like the premium channel it was on, and now it's going to be on TV with uh, commercial breaks and shit. That's weird to think about already. For sure. Um, But yeah, I mean, he said that he's still working on figuring it all out, obviously. So, you know, still a little ways off, but nice to hear that the the wheels are rolling. Um, It brings the excitement to slowly start coming up with it. Because, you know, you may start hearing just a little hint here and there of mm-hmm. something, you know? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> little hints here and there. Then we'll start hearing casting and things right. like that. Right. And um, I wonder, so if he's already working on it now, I wonder if by sort of this time next year or a little later, if uh, Celebration is Aprilish May next year, wonder if we'll really start to get big news on that then. Have they said when the year his first movie's coming out? Mm-hmm. No, that, no, I didn't think so. They may give it some sort of release date at Celebration. That could be the big thing for that trilogy. Uh, what was I going to say? Fuck, I had something in my brain grapes. My mind grapes. Damn it. Still about Ryan Johnson? Definitely about okay. Ryan Johnson. Um, his movie... <laughs> I'm just excited to see his trilogy. I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, man. I, I was telling uh, our Especially buddy Especially with the canvas he's got. Our buddy Steve came over to hang out for a little bit this evening before... Um, Steve Cobra's <laughs> favorite segment. <laughs> before he uh, had to go pick up his lady at the airport tonight. And, he, and we were talking Star Wars and stuff. And uh, I was telling him, like, past episode nine, that's what I'm most excited for. Ryan Johnson's trilogy. So... You know, I'm going to be real stoked to hear any news we can hear about it. Um, Ryan Johnson was also at like South by Southwest and stuff this week. I think they had like a, a screening of um, the director and the Jedi, the making of feature that came out with the the home video release or the home release. Is that the one where Ron Johnson's being like super technical about like commentary? That's his commentary. There's actually a making of documentary that's like an hour and 40 minutes long. Awesome. Really good, too. Um, He um, and he and Mark Hamill and stuff were out there. And someone asked him, a reporter from Fandango at like the Q&A, accompanied the screening. It was like Ryan Johnson and Mark Hamill. Someone asked him if the uh, backlash for The Last Jedi would influence how he approaches the the next Star Wars trilogy. Wow. And this is his exact quote. I feel like Star War- every Star Wars thing that ever gets made has a big, loud response because Star Wars fans are passionate and that's what makes them awesome. I don't think it's possible if you're really telling a story you care about and having it come from your heart, it's just not possible to be intellectually processing what everybody else wants nor would it be a healthy thing i don't think that's a good way to tell a story so basically he's saying no man i ain't gonna let that affect what i do with the next one i'm just gonna try and sit down and do my thing do the best thing i can right which i think is commendable like that's what you want to hear absolutely stick to your guns ryan johnson 
Will, you uh you had a little piece of Star Wars news you were telling us about before we started recording about old old Lego asses. Christopher oh yeah, Miller Lord Miller yeah. finally said something about just about Star Wars in general. Um yeah. So what were you telling me that basically they're going to be credited as uh executive producers on this movie? Right. They talked about how they're uh how they wished everyone the best with Ron Howard and you know talked about how it was neat I think to see some of their creative input and uh I'm not sure exactly what they were referencing but uh, then they said that something about they would rather just take an, an executive producer credit than finish directing the movie. Uh, so apparently, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So apparently, that was what Disney offered them. I would imagine so. Like, here's the deal. Here, here's what we're going to do. Like, look, you guys didn't work out. It's not you. It's us. Actually, it's you. <laughs> it's a pat on the butt. Good game. Yeah. <laughs> executive producers. Thanks Boom. for playing. Booyah. Uh, another thing to keep in mind about Solo, though, is we may not be that far out from another trailer. There hasn't been any speculation. True. There hasn't been any rumors or anything like that. But if you keep in mind Lucasfilm's sort of marketing strategy as it has been in the past, either the week of or the week after every physical release after the Blu-ray comes out, Boom, that's when we get the next trailer. It was that way. We got the Rogue One trailer. I think the week of the Force Awakens release, we got the Last Jedi uh, trailer at Celebration the week after Rogue One came out on Blu-ray. So I think it's very possible that maybe, possibly. Well, they got to do it soon. Yeah, I mean, they don't have much time. If you look <laughs> no. at it, we're, t- we're two months out. Yeah, We need at least one more trailer, I would think, so. be uh interested to see that and you know something to sort of look forward to right after you're being excited watching the newest movie in your home you yeah. get you get the thing to get you excited for the next new oh speaking of watching the newest movie at home uh you know we had steel on a couple yeah. of episodes ago and steel was giving me a little shit about my username and password yeah right so this past week jeremy was like hey (laughs) when well first let me tell you after jeremy heard that steel episode he started hitting me up i gotta i gotta know what that username and password is i didn't ask for the password i was just i I was wanting the username well i was really curious because i knew it would make me laugh yeah and then last week jeremy's like hey when does it come out on blu-ray is it out now or is it just the digital version i said it's just the digital version but if you want to watch it now i'll give you my voodoo sign in and you can go ahead and watch it which by the way means jeremy would have had the fabled embarrassing username and password and he was like maybe later right when this happened i knew that (laughs) i knew that but i was like no i'll give you time if if i need it I'll, i'll hit you up when i need it but I know that I would have had it. I gave you one. <coughs> you I gave did. you one. Yeah, I guess you gave me the but pass. the thing I thought of instantly when you said it was, okay, he trusts me enough to give me whatever that dumbass name is without asking a question. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and wait till I not, – not find out just to find out. Fair enough. Fair enough. But Will knows. I gave I up a will. laugh. I know that I gave up a laugh on that, so you kind of <laughs> owe me one. I know if Will uh, – if Will was on like a 
a, a quiz show and the questions were about me and someone was like, what's the most embarrassing username and password combination? I bet you Will knows because it was like my Xbox sign-in and shit. Right, like, right. I think Will does know. He insinuated as, as such on the uh, Steel show. Oh, I know. Steel was well, like, I'm, I'm well aware. <laughs> I, I mean, I know as well as you do. A lot of this shit goes back to being kids when you first made a thing. And, I mean, yeah. it was funny, stupid then, but now you're kind of like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, sorry. My Xbox Live handle, I made that shit when I was, like, um, 16, 17, 18, something like that. Yeah, mine goes pretty far back, I had too. to carry that ever since. <laughs> Mine's I, a funny story how I got mine. Mine is, has been changed from my original because someone reported my original. Oh, no. And, and mine, my original one wasn't even offensive. But they reported it was like sixty nine dolphin sixty nine, Johnny Grosso's big dick dot com. <laughs> that was before I even knew Johnny Grosso. Right. Fucking psychic, right? Man, that's ironic. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck. But yeah. Anyway, it would have been a good laugh. I know it, but you know, you were nice enough <laughs> to offer it up. So, um, all right. Next up. Pretty much the last little bit of news for the night is something pretty interesting that hit the internet today. Some job listings from EA for their Vancouver studio. This is the studio that they've already stated would be taking over the quote-unquote Project Ragtag, which was supposed to be the Visceral Visceral Studios game that was going to come out this year that they canceled. But they announced today that they're hiring, and I can look at the exact positions that they're hiring. Um, They're looking for uh, a team leader. And and this is basically the listing. Uh, Electronics Arts is looking for someone to fill the position of lead online engineer in Burnaby, home to EA Vancouver Studio, that will help lead a team to deliver online features for a Star Wars open world project. So, and they're looking for applicants that have experience implementing online features such as matchmaking, asynchronous interactions, live service, server host migration, etc. So, bunch of technical shit. It's really exciting that the words they use were open world. Mm Mm-hmm. Really excited. Will and I have been talking about open world Star Wars since the first day of the first podcast. Like, that's what we have wanted. Not just we. There's tons of people out there looking for this. I but me like a Mass Effect feel, a little bit. You know. Yeah. Well, obviously, there's going to be multiplayer elements. Um, If I had to guess, instead of Mass Effect, you might want to think more in the realm of Destiny. The Division, um, I don't know. Warframe. Hopefully, Grand Theft Auto. I feel like Grand Theft Auto Online. I feel like a, a little. The reason I say more um, Mass Effect is because I feel like it'd be more cutscene rich, like a little more storyline than the games that you're mentioning. Yeah, I mean, I mean Destiny. There, yeah, but yeah, it runs I mean, out real quick. It does. Mass Effect go. <laughs> it, it, it keeps you locked in for a long time, like the way they do it. The reason I think that's more the way they're going is because the sort of idea of games as a service, whereas like you buy the game 
and like it keeps you like it keeps you in a loop of only playing that game. Like that's what they want with something like Destiny Two, right? They want you to play Destiny Two, eat up that content, and then boom, three months later, here's the first expansion. Keep playing, motherfucker. Right. They hope you keep playing until that right. first expansion or the first, and then so and they just keep popping out expansions. Me neither. I didn't pick up a single expansion nope. for Destiny Two. Nope. Me either. I did all the content. Battle, first Battlefront came out real soon after I got my copy, mm-hmm. and when I started playing Battlefront, I did not go back to Destiny. Guys, speaking of Battlefront, that is what we need to maybe multi multi switch yeah. on uh, <clears throat> Starfighter. I'll tear some folks well, up. You know they implemented the new. Uh, I don't have any updates, I guess. I hadn't played since whatever you're talking about. They implemented oh. all the new systems I gotcha. this week. On on my birthday, actually. Happy birthday to me. They put in... I need to see fucking, if mine's downloaded. Uh, all the, like, you know, they took away all the, the star cards and the crates and stuff like right. we were talking about last I, week. I'm very curious to see what it's going to be like going back into it after I put in a decent time to mm-hmm. unlock... A, I mean, none of my guys are great, but... I put in time to unlock what I got. Yeah, I've got a few classes that are and things that are pretty set up, you know. So my my starfighters <laughs> seem to be better off. What would you feel about that, Will? No Battlefront gaming night. Yeah, I actually recently popped it in, got it all updated, opened all the crates, and uh, I started playing it again. Actually, the other day, I just forced myself to stop playing PUBG, and I started playing. <laughs> it's fucking hard to I, do, man. It is. I crowbarred it in. I, the Witcher, I, I put The Witcher in and started playing that again, and uh, I put Battlefront 2 in and started playing that again. So I've been doing some Dirt Forza and actually UFC 3. Nice. Nice. Put some time in. I got to <laughs> pry myself away from PUBG every once in a while. I've had to, like, I've been on a... PUBG uh, fast because what happens is I get this very limited window to play video games right. nowadays because like I, I know people think I'm exaggerating like when I say like my work schedule is like 12 to 16 hour days sometimes it really is like yesterday I worked from nine o'clock in the morning till one o'clock this morning damn son with you know bathroom breaks fucking right. driving around for work breaks right. but like it was a long day so i get this tiny little window on the weekends to play and that's not counting like if if jesse has the day off on the weekend and i have the day off yeah, gonna, yeah. i'm not gonna play video games right. all day because we sure. never get a day off together right, right. so and sometimes she wants to though like she is obsessed with pubg with pubg if she's not playing it on the xbox i don't know if like we've ever actually added each other i need to because i i'll dump in duos with her for sure mm-hmm. she so like she's pretty good she's, she's pretty good. really she's got more chicken dinners than i and, do and, bro and this has been since the last time i played with with her which was three weeks ago yeah. probably yeah. so so i could imagine she's, she's probably tearing ass if she's home and i'm at work like she'll play PUBG on the Xbox. If she's not digging it there, she'll hop on my new gaming Man, PC. And that play. new gaming PC. Look, I, I'm really jealous. I really want to play let, play you, the new level. When we finish recording, I'll let you run a couple. We'll I don't know. If, I don't know if I can do it on the keyboard Fuck and it. stuff, man. Fuck it. I've Whoop. never I've never PC gamed like that. Like other than some fucking whatever that bullshit <sighs> pinball and whatever like <laughs> games pinball. that like came with it. I had the emulator for NES. Right. Um. Even then, I wanted a controller, though. The shit just, I don't know. And then now, like, in the evening, if we're hanging out, 
and like watching TV while I'm working. She's playing PUBG on her phone now. She's I downloaded PUBG it. I haven't played it. I haven't played it yet. I haven't tried it. I just downloaded it today, I think. Have you checked that out, Will? PUBG on phone? No, I haven't checked it out. The four of us should twitch a couple rounds of PUBG together. Four of us. Yeah, we'll definitely do that sometime. That's not that fun. hard. I mean, I can set that all up on oh, my yeah. end. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's exciting to hear that they're actually going the route of an open, open world, world Star for Wars sure. Game. That those were the two words that got me excited now, out of that whole thing. When it says open world, like open world is such a big It's a broad term now. Term now. Exactly. So like Skyrim is open yeah. world. This is I don't think this is Star Wars Skyrim, guys. Right. I like I said, I think with you hear what they're trying to hire for, the multiplayer right. side of things, I think this is going to be Anthem, Destiny, The Division, Warframe, etc. Like, well, there'll be hey, social if, hubs. If it's somewhere between Division and Destiny, that could be pretty sick. That could be pretty cool. I want a third-person point of view. I'm tired of first-person. Like, I don't want first-person shooter. Right. I would prefer a third. So that that's something I like about uh, PUBG, though, is you, you got the option. Either. Yeah. If I got the option, I will do what I feel I'm the most comfortable in in situations. Like, I didn't like third-person. I'm a first-person guy, but playing PUBG, when you look down the barrel of the scope, it pulls you into first person. So I can right. deal with that. That's the main reason I want first person, you know? So what I would say is, if I had to guess, most of the engine work, the graphical side of things, character designs, weapon designs, and things like that will be carried over from this role. Because they said that they're going to keep the quote-unquote foundation of what was created over at Visceral Studios and that they were going to basically rework it, right? So the thing to keep in mind is this ain't coming out anytime soon. If they're hiring people right now, like oh, this yeah. is not next year. No, this is three years. Two, two to three years at the most, depending on how much of the other stuff they can keep. <clears throat> um, what Will was saying, like, Grant, Will, were you the one saying Grand Theft Auto, Auto Online? Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I've not done Grand Theft in a long, long time. I know Pete, that's a game that people stay on forever. So There's lots of quests, you know, lots mm -hmm. of things to do, lots of heists and mm -hmm. some combats, and there's the opportunity to mingle with other people while you do it. Well, it seems like there's some like hacks and stuff, too, that keep people coming back to make videos and stuff. That's mainly on the PC that, side. That Pete, yeah, okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, most one of the, of the things crazy... that kept it alive was the ability to mod. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so in a perfect world, it would be exactly what Will's talking, in my opinion, at least, where you would have a huge open world single player experience with a cinematic story and cutscenes and exploration, blah, 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 kind of like what you're talking right. about. And then there's also an online server component where you can go and create your own character and like kind of like basically what take Grand Theft Auto 5 and turn that shit into Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where there's yeah. a full beautiful but that's perfect world. <laughs> what we're probably more likely to get is something like Destiny. Right. Um which I'll be stoked for. Uh you know, I, I just I, I hope it's not to me those games get repetitive after a while when you start right. grinding. I just hope they do it that the Mass Effect side of things made me feel less grinded. Like, 
there was a real continual story going on, it seemed like. Right. So that's that's the only thing that keeps me going back to that. If they could <laughs> Look, keep an interesting story to where you don't feel like you're grinding. You know, you guys know I love Mass Effect. There's nothing more I'd love than this to be Star Wars Mass Effect. Well, it's on the bookshelf is where it's at right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like I would love that shit. But it looks more likely that this tar- games as a service, this multiplayer side of things. Like, I don't see them doing just multiplayer like Mass Effect because, like, did you ever do the multiplayer in Mass Effect? Um, I can't remember. It's basically Yeah, I did. Mode. I did a lot of Right. It. Where you just get, it's four people. In a squad. Mode. Yeah, and they just send waves of enemies at you. And you try to progress further and further. It's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. No, I don't think I ever did that. I don't think that's what they're going to do. I'm thinking they're going to try and get people, you know, playing together, doing goals and, oh, yeah. and things like that. Which I'm down with, you know. I, absolutely. It's just, I'm like you. The thing that make the concept of Star Wars Destiny that makes me nervous is the fact that I always love destiny at first and then end up hating it right you know because but it does bring multiplayer side it does bring people together it does you know i i I see that i will the destiny multiplayer mass effect doesn't really have that you mean the crucible stuff right well yeah yeah the crucible now the crucible Crucible. uh, and crucible is one of the like if i I don't do it very often though if i were to play destiny 2 again it would probably be just to pop it in and play some Crucible. I mean, that I mean, takes that, me back to Halo. Yeah. That's back, what I That's like exactly it. what it did. Back before all these games that I'm playing now came out, that's what I did with my hour, two-hour break in the middle of the day was I would play Crucible, you know, and it was like Halo. You know, I was I would kick There would be some rounds where I'd get my ass kicked, and there would be some rounds where I had, you know, 20 kills. I would be a kill god, you know. Like, it felt good. Crucible, I'm, And I'm I'll give them this. Crucible and Halo 2 world's better than halo or not halo 2 destiny 2 crucible and destiny 2 world's better than destiny 1 oh yeah right for sure I, it's I weird because in destiny 1 it got to the point where i refused to play crucible i was like fuck that no this is dumb right but they did a really good job with it i felt in in destiny 2 i got you all right you guys want to do some emails and some voice messages yeah and let's kick this bitch yeah off Cockhead, the only Jedi master who can crash box. Kiyadi, cockhead, running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a big Syrian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kiyadi, cockhead, to stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kiyadi, cockhead, what you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be plumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead! Luher! Cockhead! Hansberger! Cockhead! Will Witten! Cockhead! Goose Paint! Cockhead! G-Money! Cockhead! King Tom! Cockhead! Joe! Cockhead! Key and D! Cockhead! Cockhead! All right, so our finally enough, we just heard from Steve D. Mundy. <laughs> now we got a voicemail from him. Let's hear what he has to say. Steve D. Here, uh, just finished listening to episode one forty. 
another wonderful week, another wonderful weekend of Blue Harvest. Um, I wanted to chime in on King Tom's voicemail regarding a possible Obi-Wan movie. Um, I'm a huge Obi-Wan honk. <laughs> I want it bad. But as you you guys stated, there's some, there's some rules that need to be followed there. Uh, in particular, no Vader encounter. But th- that's not exactly the reason for my, my voicemail. I think one thing that they could do is create a scenario where Owen needs to go off planet and he takes Luke with him. Obi-Wan would follow them off planet, keep an eye on them. See, I haven't quite come up with a scenario as to why Owen would leave the planet. Maybe something within that system. Who knows? I don't know. But that could get him off planet to go with them. Perhaps. Definitely not having any kids, though. I don't want to hear any talk of Obi-Wan's bread and seed. (laughs) Completely ruins things for me. That's Kia D's job. Or it was. Let me know what you guys think. Thanks. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Obi-Wan Hunk. I like that. <laughs> Keep that going. I, so, you know, the concept of of uh, Owen and Baru maybe taking Luke I off. I like it. World. Yeah, I mean, it's, I like it. hey, look, that's a reason. Yeah. That's a reason for, to get cool. Obi-Wan off world. <clears throat> um, hmm. I'm just trying to think of any possible reasons that wouldn't wouldn't mesh very well, and I can't really come any come with any off the top of my head. The thing is, is like, would it be maybe a tad corny if, and this is not even what Steve said, but what if, like, that's the case? Owen has to go off world with Luke. Obi Wan's like, shit, I got to follow them. So is the whole movie just? obi-wan slightly out of their peripheral vision stopping bad shit from happening right that could be cool like mr magoo like you ever notice like how (laughs) mr Mr. magoo Magoo walks through like a scene and like she barely ends up getting fucked up like right i don't the 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 penny to an inspector gadget i mean right there wasn't ever anything that said luke had never left tatooine is there not that i can think of as long as there's not then Especially, you know, when you... Well, his yearning to get off the planet seems pretty pretty significant. Yeah, but like... For someone that's been off-world before. But maybe that's like going to the beach for us. Like, we've done it, so it's, you know... We're excited to go still, but... Well, it could be... You could say that, like, maybe he was too young to remember going off-planet. So, like... So, like, that could be one thing. The other thing could be... Maybe, maybe it was like just a trip to an orbit or a moon, like it wasn't a space. Or he was a smaller kid, so you know he just or, had to join along. Or maybe that's what initiated his obsession with getting off Tatooine. Man, that was a lot of straight oars. Or 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 <laughs> or, 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 that I sound like a gaggle of seals. That's Hall, I don't even know his headphones off. A group of seals. Yeah. Or, or. Pack, it's maybe a pack of seals. Hey, y'all, motherfuckers, see that 
ruthless pack of seals. <laughs> ruthless pack of seals over there. If you've ever had close up to a seal, they're pretty fucking ruthless. Oh man, I hugged a seal, I, and this ain't a joke. In the Dominican Republic, so you you guys, both of you know how obsessed I am with petting animals that I shouldn't lay my hands on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I went to the Dominican. I, I am. I'm exactly the same. <laughs> I went to the Dominican Republic with my parents in like 2008 or 2009. And we're, you know, we're on vacation or whatever, having a good time at the resort. And my dad goes, hey, tomorrow we're going on a family trip. Bring a swimsuit. You're going to be really excited. That's all he'd tell me, right? Right. So we show up and I'm like, oh, he's probably, he probably bought a trip for the family to swim with dolphins. So I was stoked at that idea. Yeah, Absolutely. We show up, and it is a Dominican Republic seal and sea lion preserve. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. We're going to get to hang out with them. It's a little nah, scary, so, though. <laughs> no, nah, we got in pools with these motherfuckers. I have pictures all over my Facebook. I have this giant sea lion next to me, and I got my arm around him, and I am cheesing some. I would be, too. I look like the happiest boy on the planet Earth, man. Oh, that's awesome. Man, my- they, they put a little seal in the pool with us. And we had to hold up like these uh, pool noodle rings, and he would jump through them. So neat, dude. I, I've had my, I'm, I have the same thing with you about touching animals that you shouldn't. Right. Like, I, uh, I was working down in uh, Louisiana somewhere. Mm-hmm. I lured like a five, six foot alligator off of the or out of the water onto the bank, and got him finally to where I could touch his tail. I was by myself, but I did it. I had to do it. Then, uh, a work trip to California. I think I was around somewhere on Huntington Beach. There's like this area that's got a bunch of seals. And you could get down real close to them. I was taking pictures, whatever. Well, there's this one baby (laughs) sitting by itself. Seemed chill. He was asleep. So I was like, I'm going to touch that seal. I'm going to do it. Did you? Absolutely. Did he freak out? Here again, by myself. (laughs) Did he freak out? The baby, Aren't you a regular Steve Irwin? The, <laughs> the baby turned around and went eh, at me, and the mom came from around the cliff going, or, or, or. I was pretty scared. Oh, my goodness. I'm sure I looked like a fool to everybody else sitting so, out there watching. To recap. I touched an alligator in a seal. To recap, Jeremy pulled a wild alligator out of a body of water. I didn't pull it out. Touched his butthole. I lured it out. Touched that alligator Just right on its fucking butthole. Just the tail. Then went to California, specifically flew to California. <laughs> to go touch a fucking seal. <laughs> to touch an adolescent seal's butthole. Man, did you just touch that baby seal? Shit. Shit. All right. Next Why did it turn to buttholes? <laughs> it always does. It always Haws, it always, always takes it to the butthole. I'll always take it to the butthole. Like Wonder Jordan. how many? Like Jordan, like son. Jordan. Like Jordan, son. I take I it to the butthole, like Jordan. <laughs> Kobe, Kobe, break the glass around the butthole. <laughs> he shacked it. All right. <laughs> next up, we got a voicemail from King Tom. I understand why Will has a headache. <laughs> hey there, Haas and Will. It's King Tom. Call it about forces of destiny. I really liked this new batch of episodes we got this past week. I, I like the concept and this idea, just short little stories that, you know, expand and tell more Star Wars. And, you know, I'm always a big fan of more Star Wars. But I'm afraid I'm calling, you know, usually I try and be positive or I try and have ideas. But this week I got a call with a complaint. I got to get something off my chest. So the guy they get to do Yoda's voice, 
and I've kind of noticed this in the clone, you know, because it's the same guy, I believe, Tom Kane, who did Yoda's voice in the Clone Wars. And he's a very, very talented voice actor. But compared to OG Frank Oz in Rebels and in The Last Jedi, which we've gotten recently, Tom Kane's Yoda just pisses me off. I mean, here's the thing about Tom Kane's Yoda. Every time he speaks in Yoda's voice, he chunks up his sentences. He goes a little walk into two words. Mm-hmm. Every time, it's like Yoda's like constipated and trying to squeeze one out, and every little bit between two words, and I just can't listen to it. It's like a bad Yoda impression compared to, you know, Frank Oz. Yes, that's the voice, but and also maybe the the writing is a little bit more close to what we expect of Yoda from the movies we've seen him in. But I can't stand how Tom Kane speaks in this two word at a time and then pause pattern with Yoda and it's I don't know I just can't now I can't get it out of my head and I can't listen and I'm, I know I'm complaining and I, I really hope I haven't ruined it for you or any other moisture farmers if I have please forgive me but I wanted to see you know first of all bring that up and see if anyone else has noticed it too anyway um, but I, w- I will take more forces of destiny anyway thanks for listening and I'll talk to you guys later Oh my goodness! Wait. So first, the that is who does Yoda in um, most of the animated stuff. Okay. So he does it in Clone Wars, Re- Forces of Destiny. Yeah. Okay. No, uh, they got Frank Oz for Rebels. Okay. Cool. Um, you know what? I gotta be honest. Like, until King Tom brought it up, I never really thought about it. Yeah. Like Tom Kane does throw a little. Fucking walking into with a, a sword and iron. Yeah, with uh with his Yoda. I never fucking noticed that. And now I think it's gonna be one of those things I can't ever unhear. I just it did a will. real impression. He just that. ruined that for you. Oh well. Because you're one of those people that can't let that thing go. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like I'm gonna be sitting there like, Oh damn it, Tom Kane. Uh Frank Oz is probably just old man. Well, you know, uh, I think it's probably also a little easier to get Frank Oz to do one episode of Rebels here and there. Um, you know, uh, The Last Jedi for a sm- small appearance here and there than it is to get him to be... Because Yoda's in most of the Clone Wars episodes. He's in a lot of episodes. So it's probably much cheaper, A, and True. B. They can get him out for a few hours to do a yeah. few episodes that are going to span, you know, right. however many seasons. So... I think that's probably a lot easier to get him to commit to than the entirety of the Clone Wars, basically. Uh, what do you think about Tom Kane as Yoda, Will? Like, do you have any opinions on him? I think he's decent still. Like, He's all right. I yeah. mean, you know, I, I, if I could hear what other people's Yodas were, you know, like maybe I could pick a better one. But, I mean, he's, he's you know, he's, he's good for the job, I guess. Someone's got to do it. Interesting little piece of Star Wars trivia that you can shove up into your mind grapes. Tom Kane did the voice of Admiral Akbar in The Last Jedi because, unfortunately, the original voice actor passed away in between The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Damn. 
So, for so like maybe that one or two lines in the Last Jedi, Tom Kane is Akbar. Maybe that's Akbar. another reason, though. There's not more Akbar in it, at least speaking, because most of most of the time he's in the Last Jedi, he's quiet. Well, yeah, he dies so early on, you know. <clears throat> I mean, maybe that that could be a reason why they they got. I mean, you say that, and then you think about it, like getting rid of Akbar also enables the whole holdo plot line so it could have been right. on the books for a while who knows <clears throat> all right so that's it for voicemails but we've got uh, some emails to do and first up we've got our buddy christopher dear halls and will this is my first time writing into the podcast i enjoy your show the insights light-hearted humor and the positive vibes i'm a fan thanks buddy i'm listening to the show from listening to the show, I know Rebels isn't your main thing. It's not mine either, but I enjoy it and really like the final episodes. I do, ha- however, have an issue with part of the ending. I dig Reb- what Rebels has added to the Force lexicon, including the space-time portal, but I feel the design of the portal off-putting. I thought the portal was supposed to be a natural occurrence, a chasm in space and time, and should have looked more like a product of the natural world, a cloudy nebula, black hole, wavy space thing. Instead, we got a minimalist-designed shopping mall with doorways and signage. It felt like architecture, like it was engineered, built by people, rather than a spontaneous opening in space and time caused by the Force. Lame. Love to know your thoughts. Best, Chris. So, I could see what he means um, uh, by uh, the design you know seeming like it should be maybe a little more natural but i kind of just assumed that the the jedi architecture was sort of built on top of this anomaly in the force so that they could access it does that make sense i'm trying to think of a another reference to like kind of like in lost when they built the fucking swan station on top of the electromagnetic anomaly under the island so that they could fuck around with it. I don't know. That's kind of where my thinking goes on the architecture of that. What do you think, Will? We're talking about the architecture of the 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 time, this the place out of space time, right? Right. The portal to go in, like the actual doorway. The with the wolves running around it. Yeah, it's just a rock, right? Well, it was just a rock, wasn't it? Like they had he just to, that's right, Jeremy. I'm out on this one. I haven't that's watched right. any they of them. They had last. to he had to fuck with the mural, right? To right. open that. Right. So maybe that's more what he means. And then in the finale, when you see that portal that Palpatine shows Ezra his parents through, that is yeah. a door with like a big button basically that Ezra has mm. to put his hand on. Right. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I i I just kind of feel like maybe it was something built on top of this i don't know that was my thinking you know i believe if you're pow- if you're powerful enough in the force to create you know something outside of space time you probably can design it any way you choose right it's probably just because it was designed probably because its creator liked it that way and it could have been that all all father you know the force all father from Morda. what is his name i think he's just the father the, the more the father, the Mortis, yeah. <clears throat> Daddy Mortis. 
Um, next up, we have an email from our buddy Matthew. Hey, fellas. I want to talk about Mandalore in the new canon. Whew, I'm in for this. I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen or heard much about Mandalore in the sequel trilogy era. As a matter of fact, we haven't gotten any stories about Mandalore outside of the Filoni-verse. Based on what we've seen in the Clone Wars and Rebels, I would think Mandalore would have more of an impact on the state of the galaxy in all the eras. I really want to see the war between the Jedi and Mandalore during the Old Republic era as mentioned in Rebels and the Siege of Mandalore from the Clone Wars. Also, I think more can be explored about Mandalore during the Empire era and their influence on the war. Finally, what happened to Mandalore in the sequel trilogy era? I think Lucasfilm and the new hired filmmakers have a lot of rich material in regards to Mandalore to explore. What do you guys think, Matt? Yeah, man. I I think they got a whole bunch about Mandalore they can explore. That's right up my Star Wars alley. Uh, I think that was a rigged question. Yeah. (laughs) Let me send a question that this dude is really going to like. I want to hear Hawes get excited. The thing that's weird, though, is... Some of the stuff in Star Wars seems fully relegated to the animated universe, like the Mandalore stuff. The only thing we've ever gotten about Mandalore has been in animated, basically, animated form. So I wonder if that's going to continue, because there hasn't been a ton of crossover between animated and live action yet. Not that it won't ever happen. Um, so I'm wondering if... If we do find out more about Mandalore, if it will come in the next animated series. Especially since Sabine is still around and she's got such... But here again, we got uh, a live series, too, that's being talked about. So there's there's a lot of different options that could be going up right now. Yeah. Yeah, that... Um, I don't know, man. I just hope they they do it soon. Sooner rather than later, I want some Mandalore stuff. What do you think about Mandalore, Will? I think they're awesome. They're like warriors. They're a warrior class people, right? Oh, this is not this. I thought this was kind of neat, but not Mandalore related. So Han Solo stuff. Solo stuff has been starting to hit the stores, right? Absolutely. And a few weeks back, our buddies over at Yak Face, finest place for your Star Wars collecting news, uh, Basically broke the story that the bad guy we saw in the trailer, right? His name is, and this is going to be the first time I try to say this out loud, Enfys, Enfys, E-N-F-Y-S, Enfys. Enfys? I think that's how you say it. Enfys Nest. Enfys, Enfys Nest. Something to that effect. I think Enfys sounds right. Well, yesterday they uh, put out a tweet, Yakface did, that Enfys is the leader of a group called the cloud riders i like it I, right? I like his look too yeah i'm really excited about his black series <clears throat> i know some people were kind of like oh is he mandalorian does he have anything to do with mandalorian because he kind of has some slight design choices that kind of look like he could be but from the sound of it it's not looking very likely so um i like a lot of the designs i'm seeing coming out from this movie though like, I like the Memban Troopers, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I think they look really cool. Yeah, the uh, Range Trooper looks the cool. Range Trooper's awesome. That's That Black Series, too, that I really want. I don't think they've revealed one of the the big bad yet. No, I don't think they have. The only figure I've seen of him, it comes with a speeder bike. That's the big thing. Like, 
the yeah. vehicles that him and his speeder bike and then Han and his cloud car. Right. <clears throat> All right. Would you call it a cloud car? That's his little hot rod. His right? pod pod car. Yeah. Not cloud car. That's fucking Falcon car. car. Um All right, next up we have an email from our buddy Steve W. Different Steve. Hey guys. Well, listening to you guys talk about the next animated series, what the next animated series might be, made me want to share my idea for what it should be and what your thoughts on it would be. Feel free to add, expand, or tear it apart. Ezra ends up in the unknown regions, which, while uncharted, are not unpopulated. The show centers on him finding other Force sensitives and training them as Jedi in his image. He gets to create a new Jedi code. He currently knows very little makes it more balanced while being a light side user he has tapped into the dark side and explores part of the force that are previously unknown i think this would work because while luke failed in reviving the jedi he was trained in the image of obi-wan and yoda whose jedi also failed ezra was trained by kanan whose training wasn't complete and clearly didn't hold with all of the Jedi ideals. The perfect end could be Ahsoka and Sabine finding him and his new Jedi and taking them back to the known galaxy and bringing stability after whatever the events of Episode Nine will be. I'm a relatively new listener, but love your show, and it's quickly climbing up my list of favorite, not just Star Wars, podcasts. Thanks, buddy. Um, it's a lot of Steves. Yeah, we got, we got a heavy steve listenership i would like to know exactly how many listeners we have that are named steve or you guys have that are named steve (laughs) well what do you think about his tweets or emails Mm, i need to think about it a little more come back to me okay the one thing i would have issue with is like i don't think it's going to go the route of they're the ones that come back to the uh, galaxy after episode nine and bring stability. Like I think Ray is our chosen one. So I think, you know, you do that, then it kind of takes away from Ray. I don't necessarily dislike the idea of though, Ezra running into other force users out in the unknown regions. That's kind of cool to me. I don't know. I don't see him bringing Ezra into a movie. Yeah. Well, he's saying after episode nine, Oh, an animated series after? Well, no, that's just sort of how it would end. Like, the animated series would probably be set in between, like, Jedi and The Force Awakens, and then... um. I think that would be totally cool. I mean, especially to get to see Ezra's story and the rest of Ahsoka's story, you know. For sure. I don't don't know that you're going to get the rest of Ahsoka's story without Ezra. No, I don't think so either. I mean, I think they're kind of tied in together. Like, I, I, I think we'll see that. I think we'll see their stories continued. And I don't necessarily dislike the idea, like I said, of him running into other Force users and training them and stuff. But I don't know that they'll make necessarily Ezra so important to the overall Star Wars story that he'll come into back to so. the regular galaxy and be what brings stability and peace because then if that happens and there's an episode 10 then you gotta address that and still there's been that separation you know they threw Hera and Chopper in as a cameo in Rogue One I can't see Ahsoka live action or in a movie I I mean they that's such a popular character yeah one day I could see there being an Ahsoka movie but I don't ever expect there to be a day when we're watching like Episode nine and Ray and Ahsoka are palling around, or episode ten. And also, you got to think like Ahsoka. By the time of uh, the sequel trilogy, is going to be a good bit older. You know, I think she's in her like 
30s by the time of Rebels. And then you're looking 30 years past that. So you're talking, but she's an alien. You can always say they live longer, blah, 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 whatever. I, I'm just saying, in the realm of possibility, as popular as the character is, an Ahsoka movie at some point wouldn't surprise me. Not that it would be tied into the sequel trilogy or anything like that, but you know, set some time in her lifetime, I could see that being a possibility. All right, next up, we got our buddy Dylan. Greetings, Halls and Will. Last week, you guys discussed the rumored Obi-Wan spinoff and the potential of an Obi-Wan and Vader confrontation. In Return of the Jedi, Luke asks Vader to leave with him, and Vader responds, Obi-Wan once thought as you do. Is there any moment in Revenge of the Sith that supports this? It's been some time since I've watched the movie, but it seems that after what he saw happen at the temple, he went to Mustafar to kill Anakin. I believe he says as much to Padme before leaving. Maybe there was a line or two of dialogue, but nothing comes to mind. I agree with Halls on not wanting Obi-Wan to leave Tatooine, unless he leaves to protect the secret of Luke. Someone finds out what old Ben is up to and runs to the Empire to spill the secret, and Obi-Wan must chase them down. If he does leave, I could see how another confrontation could work. What do you guys think? Does the Revenge of the Sith, Re- Return of the Jedi line jive with what happened on Mustafar? Um, you know what? This is interesting. I actually meant to bring this up. Somebody messaged me about this on Facebook as well. Guys, I am awful about checking Blue Harvest Facebook messages. I am so sorry. It's just... I don't get notifications for them. And then when I go and check, there's like, they're backed up and stuff. So sorry. It's not on purpose. I'm not being a dick. But if you wrote, if you're the one that wrote in about this, check it out. You had the same idea as Dylan. Um, I think it gets a little muddy when you're trying to interface everything from the prequel trilogy with the original trilogy. There's several things like that that don't really add up. Like the, Obi-Wan once thought as you did. Although I would say that possibly at first on Mustafar, Obi-Wan is trying to turn uh, Anakin. And then when Anakin won't... He didn't kill him. He didn't deliver the coup de grace. He couldn't do it. Well, and wouldn't you say like when they're first having their confrontation on on Mustafar and then finally Obi-Wan's fed up and he's like, then I'll do what I must and drops the When he says, I'll I'll do what I must, that's when he's not playing anymore. Yeah, that's when I I think up up until until that point, he's trying to save him, trying to guide him back. So I think you could say that, but also you got to look at like in Return of the Jedi... Leia tells, like, Luke's like, what do you remember about your mother, your real mother? And Leia's like, not much, just images, mostly. She seems sad. Leia never met Padme. She died the day. So, like, certain things like that don't interface very much. So, this could, you could also say that's one of those. Unless just images, like, she had a picture of her mom. At that point, Obi-Wan had Never really thought of that, but. Him kill the younglings, right? On Mustafar, before Mustafar, he definitely saw it. Remember, because like they're standing around, and Yoda's like, "If into the data recordings you go." Yeah, he's like, "You, dude, you don't want to look at that." I'm telling you, and he looks at it, and then he even tells Padme, "Like, I saw him. He killed younglings." And then Padme says to Anakin, and she's like, "He said you killed younglings." All right. Next up, we got our buddy. No lies. My new empire. Your new empire? I like that part. Uh, Next up, we got our buddy William. Hey, gents. EA 
EA to hire a position to lead a team to develop online content for an open world Star Wars game. <laughs> Any rumors on your end? And what are your thoughts? Excited? Concerned? Neither. You guys kick ass and may the force be with you. Thanks, buddy. Uh, we kind of talked about yep. that. That happens yep. sometimes. Thank you for your email. I'm going to refer you to the earlier discussion. <laughs> the Please hit the rewind. <laughs> Uh, I always wonder, like, if someone writes in and we cover something like that. If they if, think we read if, it. If they're like, fuck, that's what I wrote in. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, At least they can't say we didn't read their email. That's true. Uh, as whether as I'm excited or con- I'm a little bit of excited and concerned. I want it to be so good that I'm concerned that it's not going to be so good. Kind of my take on it. <laughs> All right, we got uh, two more emails. This one is from our buddy... Neil. Hey, Halls and Will. With about 15 days remaining on the HasLab Jabba Sail Barge crowdfunding project, they have not yet not reached even 3,000 of the 5,000 needed to get these built. I hope that HasLab, HasLab does get the number needed because it's a relatively new idea for toy creation. However, assuming it does not reach the number needed, do you think Hasbro will try this idea, idea again and what changes will come with it? Your friend in the force, Neil from Chicago. So let's do a quick update. Let's look right now. That was 15 days ago. I know they've passed the 3,000 mark, but I still think they have quite a way to go. I feel like I've started seeing people actually buying into their second ones. I saw that too. So right now, 11 days to go, 3,472 backers of... 5,000. So they need about 1,525, 28 uh, backers before this thing is 11 days. I feel like there'll be a push at the end, but that's a lot. I will say, when they released, just this week, they released the fully painted Those pictures. Those look so good. That, so that good. I saw the backings, like the number of backers leap up. Right. I've been following this shit because I backed it. I really want it to become a thing. Well, right about that same time is when they showed the Yak Face yep. figure. They also announced that it. you're going to get a, a Power of the Force 2. Like, that's that's a cool packaging for them to choose for the card on that. And the coin and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, you know, it could happen. I'm a little worried. I wonder, you know. I wonder if they'll pull any shenanigans if it gets kind of close. You know, if they're just a couple hundred, few hundred away, I, I hope like we'll make it anyway. Right. Um, as far as what they might do after this, it all depends on how successful this is. If this gets backed, then I could see them doing another HasLab project. And I saw some stuff with Hasbro this week. I can't remember where, where they were talking about the sail barge and people were asking different things about like what possible Star Wars things you know people would want them to do. I saw the ghost from Rebels like their ship mentioned. Uh that probably wouldn't need to be as big as the sail barge. Right. Um <clears throat> so going off vintage series scale. Right. Yeah. And then um you know things like that. You also got to keep in mind that Haslab's probably not going to be exclusively Star Wars. Hasbro has so many licenses. Absolutely. That, you know, maybe their next one is a fallen-ass Optimus Prime. Yeah. You know, fully metal Optimus yeah. Prime or whatever. I don't know Transformers well enough to know, like, what the one thing people have been asking for that they've never made is. Right. Kind of like the sail barge. Um, 
<clears throat> but yeah, I I hope that thing gets fucking funded, man. We'll see. All right. Last email for the night. It's our buddy Kevin. Hello, Halls and Will. First off, happy birthday, Halls. What did you do to celebrate this year? I hung out at the house. Well, first off, thanks, buddy. And uh, I broke my diet and ate tacos. That's what I did for my birthday. Nice. <laughs> now that the digital version of The Last Jedi has been available for download, is there an extra behind the scene or a part of the movie you keep rewatching? Let's pivot over. Okay. So he's uh, he's he's got some multi he's got mo- multiple questions. First off, I think I'm the only one out of the three of us that's watched the digital version, right? Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Yeah, so I haven't seen it. I'll say uh, my highlight has been the making of documentary. I've probably watched that two or three times now. And that's separate from the Ryan Johnson documentary, or that's what you're talking about. So there's a Ryan Johnson commentary. Right, right. Then there's a making of The Last Jedi that follows like okay. the entire production. Ryan Johnson's all over. It's lousy with Ryan Johnson. He's all you. over the place. <clears throat> all right. Let's pivot over to toy collecting. What six-inch Black Series slash vintage collection are you excited for in the recent or upcoming waves? I'll tell you this. The ones I'm most excited for, Borlom, Zuckus, yep. Yep. Dengar. Yep. Those are my most excited. Finishing yep. up that Bounty Hunter collection. Um, the vintage collection I'm excited about a little less excited though, because the first wave is so many repacks, right? But in one of them, a Mimbam trooper wave two, wave two. Okay. I think first wave is Snoke, which is new. Okay. Ray, which we, I already have that same Ray in the mini black series, right? But the Walmart black series, but not on a vintage card. Right. Uh, Kylo, <laughs> um, first order Stormtrooper. And one other, maybe Jin. I can't remember what the other one is. But all repacks except Snoke. <clears throat> um, what are what about you, Jeremy? What are you excited for in the next? The V, I, the tank, the fucking hover tank. Yeah, that man. looks cool. But that means that. that means we're gonna get the hover tank pilot as a vintage because I don't. They didn't. They they I never did know. him as a Walmart Black mm-hmm. series. And I don't know that he one comes with the tank either i don't think it does so well, that's that's another <clears throat> one we'll get which i'll be excited about i love that trooper i i had to have it for black series so well um i know you're not a big collector right but right you've you know what a black series is i talk your fool head off about it you've been to force friday with me if there oh, was yeah, one star wars figure in that scale that you could have what would it be um Oh, probably old Obi Wan. Well, I can hook you up with that, buddy. <laughs> I, I like I like my Force or, Spirit Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. That one's cool. Clone War armor Obi Wan. Oh, that would be cool. Clone Wars Obi Wan. That yeah, would be clone, sick. That would clone be cool. armor. Sick. <clears throat> All right. Bonus toy question. After watching the finale of Rebels, if you could have one Black Series figure made from the finale, who would it be? Mmm, Black Series figure from the finale. Finale only. I would go uh, Sabine in the after the prologue scene. Old Older Sabine before her. And, no, fuck that. Ahsoka in her white wizard robe looking fucking that, all badass. I didn't even... Yeah, just yeah, going yeah, by what, what I've heard you guys talk about in the two different podcasts about the way she looked walking in the white robe or whatever... I've not seen it. 
but I want that. Yeah. That yeah, sounds that's, badass. That's the way to go. I don't even know what the fuck. I was like, mm, older Sabine. Let me get another Sabine Black Series. I'd take it. I'd be stoked on it, but <clears throat> yeah, that's that's what I would say. All right. Well, that does it for emails tonight, and I think that does it for us tonight. So, Will, buddy, thanks for coming by and recording. Yeah, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeremy, coming by and recording. It was a pleasure. You got any plugs you'd like to give before we go? I'm good. Right on. I'm good. Just ha- glad to be here. Fun hanging out with you guys again. Hell And yeah. not having to like say, hey, four time on me to get together, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hello on me. <laughs> hey, I got a I got a holographic sc- sc- scope and some five six six ammo six five five ammo. Hey man, hello on me. No. My my my. Hey good. Hey hey. Police fest Hi. in here. <laughs> uh, police fest level two on me. <laughs> if you guys like our theme song, please be what sure up, to pain? check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They are Stoned Cobra, and you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Uh, leave us a five-star review if you've got a chance on iTunes. That really helps us out. And I think we're like three away from 100 reviews. That would be awesome. Whoop, whoop. I'm checking right now. Maybe we maybe we got one or two Maybe closer. we broke it. Maybe. We'll see. 97. Three away. So, uh, otherwise, until next week, guys. I hope you guys have an excellent week. And we'll talk to you then. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. See you. May the Force be with us. <laughs>